0: Hello and welcome to the Potter's Podcast, it's now week 2 when Stoke went up against Birmingham City at St Andrews and came away with a 0 nil draw, not the best result but well, we're going to go through the player ratings with Ange we're then going to go through the transfers, the last that's probably going to happen for a while is the window will be slamming shut soon we're also going to discuss about a youngster that's gone out on loan and impressed instantly and much much more, so hello Ange, how are you today? I'm all right, thanks. Right, we'll go straight in with the player ratings as normal. But before we do that, what did you think of the overall results?
1: Before I went to Birmingham, I would have taken a draw. I do think we perhaps could have shaded it. But the ball wasn't in play long enough really to get overexcited after the first 10 minutes. It was like watching a very strange Stoke City away performance under a previous manager where there was lots of throws going looking in. Although they weren't the best throws in the world, they were going in and, and they just sort of mess they make the game
0: messy so listen they're taking a point before we went they kept a clean sheet so i'm quite happy with that yeah and i was happy with the result. i mean to be honest they've, they've been in all right form of course starting straight away with a good result against sheffield united i expected probably a little bit more from stoke but I, I couldn't really sit here and honestly say well it was a terrible result but to be honest i thought we were lucky really i thought they had the better chances if it wasn't for you know the fact they couldn't hit a barn over machine gun at the end of the day but i'll take it i think it's a positive positive so we're now joint first i'm 10th at the same time yes, which I know. And,
1: and you talk about not taking chances i i there were two former stoke players on on show scott hogan who um did probably have the best chance of the match although i thought fletcher had a good chance and i was delighted to see that his sharpshooting shooting had not improved since he left us Uh, And the other player was Ryan Woods, who just seemed to want to push every stone player as hard as he could in the back. Um, And the more he pushed him, the more he got booed. So, two players that I don't think we'll ever miss.
0: No, we won't miss them, no. The fat lad especially. Um, (laughs) Right, so we'll go straight in now with Bergic. What was your rating and what did you think?
1: Well, he didn't let any in. Um, I thought his kicking was a little bit better than last time, so I'm going to give him a seven.
0: Yeah, I'll go in with a seven as well. I thought he performed well, to be honest. He, everything he had to deal with, he dealt with. Um, there wasn't really much to deal with, but at the end of the day, what he had to, he did. And, you know, I think, to be honest, I've said this before, the more game time he gets, I think the more he'll improve. And I think that's why Michael O'Neill's sticking with him, to be
1: honest. Yeah, I
0: agree. Same with me. So, yeah, so I, I think, yeah, steady marks for Birgit. Right, so we going with Ostigard. If that's now how Ostergaard
1: eight. and Suter, I thought were outstanding. Um, I thought Ostergaard was man of the match. You'll probably disagree with me, um, and I'm going to give Ostergaard an eight.
0: An eight to Ostergaard? Yeah, I'll give I'll give Ostergaard a seven because I think there's somebody else in my opinion who was best player.
1: So I, you're going to pick Suter? You're just spoiling for an, a row before we get really involved. No, you? No it's the
0: Suter. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, jumping in, jumping in into the Suter. <laughs> But to be fair, defensively, it was hard to choose between a lot of them, to be honest. I think that that's what we wanted to see an improvement on from last week. And Ostigard, I think, is a very positive signing for this club. Um, I don't know if he did sign a new contract at Brighton, because if we can get him for absolutely nothing, I think that's probably the greatest steal in the last 10 years, really. Such a calm, solid defender for a man of his age. You know, he's only just turned 21. And... You know, I think he's shaved his head, he's gone, right, I'm going to settle in at Stoke. And he's such a calm head for a man of his age, isn't he, really?
1: He is, and he told me after the match that he'd shaved his head so he could score more goals. Um, Well, he didn't score yesterday, so we'll have to hope that he shaves it again before we play on Tuesday. And I think I'm going to
0: disappoint you, because I believe he's signed another one year at Brighton. Oh, well, that's only one year, so it does make him cheaper if it comes down to a permanent transfer. Yeah. Uh, right, so I'll go in with a uh, I'll go in with a uh, seven. I think um it was a good display and I can't I can't knock any but I can't knock any of the defenders um, yesterday. Right, so now we're we'll moving to the man who you really want to give man of the match to, but you want to just share the wealth a bit. Ari Sutter. Yeah, I thought Harry Souter played very, very well. To me it was either him or Ostergaard for man of the match. The thing with Harry Suter is he's
1: he's really good at his feet, um He got taken out at one point. I think it was Jukovic that took him out and it was just the shock on his face that somebody had skittled him. I don't think he'd ever been skittled like that before. We just got up and got on with it. So he's a seven and a half for me.
0: Yeah, I'll go in with another seven. I thought he was a very good very good performer again, and I think you know when you when a wardrobe bumps into you, you're gonna fall over, isn't he? That's just how you are, <laughs> and that's what Djokovic is. He's he's basically just a, a little bit better Sam Vokes. Let's be honest.
1: A more mobile.
0: Yeah, wardrobe. he's 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 basically a wardrobe with wheels, isn't he? Let's be honest. <laughs> but um, I I thought Suits have played well. I think I can't like I say I can't knock any of the defenders. Birmingham really had to work to get round, apart from the obvious couple of mistakes that click in. But yeah, a good, solid performance, and I'll go on with a seven. Right, so now we go into my man of the match, which I, I thought me, was um, Ben Wilmot. Are you
1: joking? <laughs> oh, look, let's end this podcast here. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm only
0: joking. Come on, no, I, I love his mobility. and he, he's, I haven't seen it for a long time at Stoke, and, I'm, and I was like, I, think, I, I can't think of a defender so mobile as Ben Wilmot. I just like how he breaks forward and keeps the play going. I I I like
1: Ben Wilmot too, but I think there is a a massive chance of him being so far upfield and getting carried away that we will be dreadfully exposed in our back three, Uh, but I do agree with you that it's lovely to have somebody that's marauding forward as much as him, but I just think he needs to rein it in a little bit.
0: Yeah, well obviously yeah, if he he goes too far and starts messing about then yeah, obviously it, it, it can have a negative effect, but... So you're not going to give him man of the match now after that? No, no, I'm still going to give him man of the match. I thought he was brilliant. I can't, I can't knock it. So I, I, just, I I don't know what it is. I think it's because of, I'm, I'm so impressed with him so far. Yeah. I'm, I'm just watching him more than anyone else when it comes down to defensive movements. It's like, whenever there's a mistake, he's in. He's straight away recovering and helping other people out. And that's yeah. what I saw against Birmingham. Because there wasn't much else watched, to, to, to be honest. It was a very scrappy game.
1: But
0: it was, and for the next podcast, no doubt you'll be having a ponytail. Well, I wish I could, to be honest, but I'd, I, think, I'd, I just don't think there's any chance of that. I just love a fringe, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I thought too. I thought I, I really like Ben Wilmot, and for me, he's going to go on with an eight. Yeah, I, okay. I think he. I think he was the star performer. Really, I can't go more higher than an eight. Really, with such a scrappy game like that. But defensively, we did his jobs, and I think Wilmot, just for me shined over the rest of them is it, from that performance because he, he brought more than just defending he, he looked like if, if really he was he's playing that role of a holding midfielder because we haven't got one at the moment and no. sort of doing it and defending which I'm noticing and I know a lot of people might not be but I really rate him as a player I really do right so now we're going with Tommy Smith Tommy Smith I thought again got some crosses in they weren't as good as the previous match but I do think Tommy Smith is
1: playing much better than
0: he did last season. Um, and I'll give him a seven. Yeah, I agree. I think he is playing a lot better so far from what we've seen. Um, and again, it's it's having this piece around him to support him. He's Yeah, his cost is up too much as well as the oven. But yeah, I think seven's probably steady. No, saying that six is probably steady. And that's what I'll give him, really, to be honest. Okay. I think at the end of the day, if, he's, if, he's got, if we're going to push on a bit more, he needs to really... make the the opportunities pay and when he gets a a couple of chances to cross the ball like he did he's got to try and at least find a man or get around a man when he puts them balls in but that's probably been a bit harsh but you know it was a scrappy game I'm pulling off strings here right so now we're going to Captain Joe Allen do you you reckon it was a much more improved performance?
1: Look Joe Allen efficiently tries to break up play runs around a lot but I'm not convinced that Joe Allen can play in the position that he played yesterday he's not got the uh, physicality to be that defensive holding midfielder and we need a holding midfielder I didn't think he had a brilliant game yesterday but then again I'm I'm not a massive Joe Allen fan I know he plays well for his country I know that he's a very good player but for me I don't feel he does a great deal in a Stoke City shirt. Having said that
0: I didn't think he had a bad game either. He, did, he was, you know, he did what he had to do, and I'm going to give him just about a seven. I think he'd be very generous there. Again, I'm getting him with a six. Again, the problem is we've played in that position that he was played. He hasn't got the mobility. He hasn't got the strength. And I really struggle to understand why he's there. I mean, especially when you've got a player like Veranchi, who I thought we massively missed yesterday, Yeah, I to agree. be honest. And to be honest, I'm getting a bit... It's not so much myth, but I'm getting annoyed now because he's got the captain's armband, and it seems like he, he felt like he was undroppable last season for the time he was fit in the year before, and it seems like it's coming definitely into play now where he doesn't even have to perform to get a shirt and get on the pitch, and it seems like to me I'm, I'm I am getting a little bit. Fed up with with the Joe Allen situation. I know there's a lot of people who like him and I'm not sitting here saying he's a terrible player because he wouldn't have played so many times for Wales and wouldn't have really played a lot of football that he has done in his career. But for me, he's got to do more. I'm, I'm hoping he can pick his head up and maybe take a new position if the holding midfielder comes in. But at the moment, I'm really not impressed, which is why he got a, such a low mark. OK. And, and that's why we'll move on to Sam Klukas who returned to the starting 11.
1: Well... I thought Sam Klukas, he ran about, but he was poor. He kept losing the ball, his distribution wasn't great. Having said that, he was a furthest forward midfielder on several occasions, but I thought he was really poor, which was a shame, because I used to think, well, I still think Sam Klukas, there's a good player in Sam Klukas, and I am going to give him
0: a 6 A 6, I'm giving him a 5
1: He's just
0: being pedantic again I, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not Honestly, truly, I'm not I, I thought he was the worst player on the pitch he's, he's basically moved to that position Whoever seems to play in that position Always seems to have a terrible game on the left yes, side Yeah, you right, yeah And um, t- to be honest, I thought I, I agree with you Kept losing the ball every time he moved he, he was playing higher up the pitch But really was standing next to midfielders Not creating himself a bit of room and a bit of space Like branches was doing last week And to be honest it's not a good advertisement for himself when people are calling for him to be in ahead of joe allen when he puts a performance in like that i agree and it's agree. it's not good for cool. himself at that, no. at that position so like i say you're going with five for me i thought he was really poor and he's he's got to book his ideas up and i'm really again it's one of them things where he's been given a new contract to go come on let's do it for stoke and He's put performance in like that when it, he's when been given the opportunity ahead of Vranic, and you know I wasn't impressed at all with him. To be honest, there's a lot of a lot of expletives flying out of my mouth when I, when I was listening to the game <laughs> whilst I was doing some shopping. To be honest, oh, <laughs> so I was sort of missing a bit in the game. So was like racing. Into a shop to come back to race in the car I was more interested in the car than the shopping, which, which, which <laughs> says it's But you know, when you when it's away and you aren't going, it's you've got to do some things to keep the other half happy, haven't you? But you have, yes. <laughs> right. So now we're moving to Nick Powell.
1: Nick Powell had, in my opinion, a really poor match. Um, he wasn't even. He, I'm not saying he's not interested, but he didn't appear to have the level of interest that he normally has. He played poorly he kept putting his hand up and acknowledging his passes weren't great but he seemed to be doing less of the uh, S-housery I won't say the full word than yeah. he normally does um, he only sort of got involved with Ryan Wood once and pushed him into the hoardings and then just walked off he wasn't getting under people's skins like he normally does and and when Nick Powell doesn't play well Stoke don't play well um, I thought it was a pretty poor performance having said that
0: uh, I'm not going to
1: give
0: him the worst marks because I've already given out my worst marks so he just about scraped a seven from me A seven? Yeah Oh my god, he's like the sentinel on radio Yeah, go on <laughs> Right, I'm getting in again with another five um, The reason I'm getting in with a five is because for me it was a he was completely marked out of the game I don't think it was his fault because I think the entire midfield had a bad game yesterday um, and I think he was just at the spear tip of that I, Do you
1: think he played
0: worse than um, Joe Allen then? I'd say so yeah because at least Joe Allen I thought was doing bits of defensive duty I mean honestly half the time when I was listening listening, and I watched the highlights of Nick Bowell he was basically just walking around with his mouth open it, it, apart, I, to be honest I could have given him a four but, it, but thanks to that push on Woods he sort of marked him up again Yeah yeah and, and also <laughs>
1: I, I, I hope that everybody that's listening to this podcast will just think that one person went to the game and one person watched the highlights and the base who they think's probably got a better grasp of of performance than the highlight watcher.
0: I'll at least listen to seventy minutes of that match. Don't, don't, <laughs> 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 yeah. The bits of mists. I, I don't think I miss much. Let's be honest. You I miss Powell's <laughs> best bits, obviously. <laughs> um, to, to be honest, from from the everything I was listening to, which I was listening to closely, um, I, I just thought midfield wise we were completely again, say, similar to last season, had no sort of engine or idea in Correct. the game to yep. to get anything moving, which is. Yeah, Obviously, what Varanchi's just been brought into, and, and yesterday you could clearly see we were crying out for him, which is why I've got him with such a low mark for all the midfielders. I thought Joe Allen, for me, from what I was listening to, at least his name was being mentioned. I think Nick Powell got about nine mentions on the radio, so it really it shone how much he was. But that's how Nick Powell plays. We all know Nick Powell. He can go quiet for 60 minutes and then come alive for 10, and we're 2-0 up. Which is why yeah. we all love him, and, and I'm not sitting here slagging him off. He's just had a bad game, and the problem yeah. is when Powell doesn't, and we haven't got Branchich on the pitch, we've got to defend, and the, and the team's done its job. So I, I can't knock them, but they will get low marks compared to, you know, performing the brilliantly. Mark, I mean. Yeah, yeah. I, the I, I problem was... is
1: definitely in between the defence and the attack at the moment. I mean, it was as you've said, it was there for all to see yesterday.
0: Yeah, it was. And, you know, we'll cover that after the after his player ratings. I mean, I'll go to Timon next. What did you think of Timon?
1: I thought, how can I put this? He runs about a lot. <laughs> he's enthusiastic, but I think he, for me, he's got to do more. I mean, I know that Michael O'Neill thought he played very well yesterday, but I think he needs to do. A, a, for me, he needs to do a bit more. But again, I'm I'm not marking him as low as my lowest person, which was the six. So he's just about scraped a seven two. If
0: I could do six nobs, I'd do six nobs. Yeah, you could go, you could go as low as possible. You could do a two if you want, <laughs> <laughs> which I have done. <laughs> and the record was a minus one for Sambo, so you can you could go as oh, low as you want, really.
1: Oh
0: um, man! <laughs> um, right, so yeah, timing. Now, the thing is with timing, I'm I'm very confused as a as a player. I I don't really understand where playing. He seems to struggle a lot with finding space and attacking it, or or finding just just he runs. I agree. He's like Joe Allen, where he runs around a lot. He does. Yeah, but
1: in my opinion, he's not good enough to be the wing back
0: that you want flying up and down. No, no, I, I agree with you. I think if there's a backup, maybe yes. there's maybe a spare left centre midfield if he isn't playing a holding midfielder. Yes, now and again. But I'm talking about teams like Bolton, Luton, you know, or, or teams who aren't informed. Fair enough that you play time in there. Cup matches against the Fleetwood, which we'll discuss after as well. But you know, when you're coming up against the Birmingham, we need Dog we need Dowerty, we really do. You can see he knows what he's doing in that position, and he attacks the ball, and he runs up the flank, and then knows what he's doing at the end because that's where the problems with timing. I think he gets to the end, and then he doesn't know what to do with the ball. And I think that's the biggest problem with him. I'll give him a six because at least he was running round, which I'll give okay. him. I'll give him credit for. But other than that, I really struggle to figure out where playing. And
1: right.
0: I'm, I'm wondering if he's one of them that probably could do with a loan spell. But it's it's finding a place where they'll play the exact same football that, Michael yeah, that playing. Yeah, absolutely. which is a problem because it's a very it's, it's a very individual system, isn't it? And that's sure. That's a bit of a problem. Super Sam Surridge?
1: No, I thought Sam Surridge had a... He was unfortunate because he, he created a chance and then the pitch was a bit greasy and he slipped over and the chance had gone. I think he's mobile. I think he he works very, very hard and I think he'll be a massive asset to the football club. But I don't think he's match fit yet. Um, and I think that's uh, going to be a situation for another month or so. But you can't fault him for effort and he, he's... Um, He's gonna
0: be one that I think that will will pay dividends for Stoke City. So again, I'm going for me trusted Sentinel seven. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna go over six as as normal, which is just above above average. Um I thought yeah, he had the opportunity. Um obviously he slipped and that was probably about it. But I like his movement and I like the lad. I think there's a player there, a real player. You know, he's had two opportunities and scored two goals, and this is a man who wouldn't even fit yet. Which is a real, real positive indication. I mean, for me, everyone was arguing and saying, you know, he hasn't got a good goal scoring record. But, you know, two and three, and not even three full games as well, you have to take your hat off to him. But his his performance against Birmingham, I think he was well marked. And I think he struggled to create the space when the midfield wasn't performing the way it was. Vrancic might have got him a bit of opportunity, a bit of space in the game, but he wasn't on the pitch. So he had to feed off the scraps he was given and at least he had one good opportunity if he hadn't slipped we might have won the game and that's the good thing that I like about Sam Surridge I think he's lethal when he gets in the right places and we know he can hit the target so good player and like I say I'll go on for six Right so now we're moving to Stephen Fletcher you were right he's back in the team again Yes um,
1: I thought he worked hard Um, I've said last time we did the pod he's a much better player than I gave him credit for uh, when we signed him, he's intelligent. He runs around well. Um, I thought I thought he did as much as you could have expected of him yesterday, given the fact that uh, the service wasn't brilliant from the midfield. Um, and I'm going to give him a seven as well.
0: Yeah, I'll say him again. I'll go on the six. It's a, so not a similar performance to Birmingham, but let's be honest. I can't knock the strikers. I can't go below five for the strikers. It's not their fault. At the end of the day, they were given nothing. They were feeding off scraps, and they were they were trying whatever they could to beat to be honest let's yeah. be honest a good Birmingham defence so that's why I'll go on for six I think Stephen Fletcher we know he's a good player we've seen it for a season that he's a he's, he is a very clever when it comes down to movement but he needs that partnership where they could feed off each other but when the midfield weren't supporting which they weren't doing and Klukas even though he was half the pitch wasn't even supporting either of them and to be honest I thought they did the best they could. So yep. I, I can't knock them. Right. So we'll go into the whole performance. I, I'm going to go in with a with a seven for the whole performance because I think defensively they held out. The, there was no real major mistakes that were slipping in. There was the odd little bit of lack of concentration, but I thought as a defensive hold they were very good on Saturday. Midfield was the weak point which marks them down because I think. I think Klukas didn't perform, Allen didn't perform, and I don't really don't think Nick Powell did. So it for me it was a it was a tale of good defending, but we need to figure out a holding midfielder in and, and maybe options for if Vrancic isn't fit because I think without Vrancic, we're gonna struggle in games. Well, I
1: thought it was a a pretty poor performance apart from the first 15 minutes and maybe seven or eight minutes in the middle of the second half. And I don't think the formation... Sorry, the people in that formation, the mud, the midfield was... it's It showed you how much we missed uh, Mario Brancic because the, the midfield just wasn't great at all. And the other thing that I would say is that I felt the subs came on too late to affect change in the game. I mean, Jacob Brown, you know... You can't knock his work rate, and I thought we missed his energy yesterday. And last year, I never thought I would have said we were missing Jacob Brown, but we missed his energy, and I thought the subs were too late. Once he came on, he tried to lift the game, but I thought the subs were too late yesterday.
0: Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah. Jacob, I think Jacob Brown was a good performer, and I don't understand why he was dropped, to be honest. Um, I thought he performed well against who we played last week uh, Ready. Reading that's it yeah good memory there but, but um, to be honest I, I'm, I'm a bit I'm a bit un, not understanding what the formation changes were fair enough there was like little, little niggly knocks but you know when you get a result for me you stick with that same team I think the League Cup is more for people who are trying to get fit and ready to go and, and I feel for me dropping Jacob Brown was a bit of a mistake because I thought Fletcher should have been dropped in my opinion for the game against and should have played against Fleetwood. Let's be honest, it was um, it was a performance that for me was it, it was laboured and I think we were very lucky at times because Birmingham had the best chances, but midfield-wise it's got to improve because it's reminding yeah, me of last and you, season.
1: You have to look back at what O'Neill said as a result of last season. He said we, we need to turn the draws into wins and the defeats into draws. Well, we did that yesterday. We turned the defeat into a draw. Yesterday, because you know that if you look back historically
0: at Birmingham, we were rubbish against Birmingham, and we basically managed to get a point. Yeah, and that's that's the good thing of it, really. If I mean, if it'll tell it by the end of the season, don't get me wrong, but I think we're going to be very highly and heavily reliant on Mario Brancic just from the one game I've seen him. So, because the thing is, when Brancic was in against Reading, there was an outlet, there was somebody who was creating things and making us move the ball forward just by himself. And then we look at the Birmingham game and I was watching it thinking, we'll run out of ideas again. It looks like we're stodgy, we're stable and we, we just, we, we, we weren't getting anywhere. And Michael O'Neill's right, the improvement in defence and and making sure that we see games out at least as a draw rather than a loss is an improvement I mean like I say so far I'm impressed and plus we're joint top, so no one can moan really can't we let's be honest No. no well you're doing a good
1: job of
0: moaning for somebody that can't moan but there you go I'm not moaning how dare you <laughs> right, so now we'll move on to Mark O'Neill's rating.
1: Fine. I think I'll give him a seven because we got a point, but um I do think his substitutions need to be made sooner and I wasn't convinced that the tactics were brilliant yesterday.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think the to be honest, the way he set the team up was to be honest, it looked like it was designed for a point from the way we were playing. There was there was no agencies to get the ball forward. And yes, I think the substitutions were way too late when you're talking about it, really. I mean, you were coming on right towards the end of the game when we were literally out of it at times. I mean, for it's half-time, I probably would have made a change and maybe brought on Brown for Fletcher, maybe tried to get a bit more pace up in the higher areas. So when one of these long balls drops, you've got somebody behind, well, not just somebody, but Powell and Jacob Brown behind Sammy Surridge. Yeah. So, you know, I agree. I'll go in with, I'll go in with a six I'll go in with, really, for that. Tactical. I think it was. He's got to improve at times, Michael O'Neill. Because there was a lot of times last season we saw this. But I'm not. I'm not panicking. I'm not worrying. I think I still think it's a good result. But there's got to be more urgency to try and put the ball in the back of the net. And if it isn't coming in by the 60th minute, then changes have got to be made to try and. Because you never know. One goal against this could make such a difference. If we can start sneaking wins when we're when we're not looking in form.
1: Yeah, I would
0: agree. And that's it for that. Uh, right so basically there's been a, a good bit of um, action from one of his loan stars that went out, uh, played for Hartley United who'd been recently promoted back to the league football and Will Goodwin a player that to be honest I didn't know much about uh, went on loan I think till January and on his debut tucked away a great chance I didn't see the goal
1: but I understood it was a, a decent chance and uh, he celebrated well and um good luck to him he called, look, Harry Suter went on loan and came back a, a much improved player so well done and it must fill him with confidence and give him the thought that he can carry on and do that going forward
0: Yeah, it's great to see as you players and going out on loan spells and I don't mind if it's League 1 or League 2, a lot of people say that it's, it's not good dropping him down but I remember Ryan Shotten dropping right down to the non-league and then the year after League 2 and then League 1 and then ended up with us in the Premier League and to be fair, Ryan Shotten had a good impact and I think good this young lad if he can get out and do what he's doing at Hartley Pool and then maybe step up again next year it seems like our, our youth academy is really starting to chain out young lads that are trying and, and look like players that maybe in the future could good players for Stoke and that's Yeah they won't all, all come
1: through but it's much better it's looking a much better talent pool
0: than it has done in the past Yeah especially with the young with the local lads as well at least a few of them are starting through. I mean Adam Porter, obviously made his full debut against Fleetwood as well and, and had a steady performance. And uh, We all know him locally because of course he's a Biddleflad which is up the road from me. It's great to see.
1: It is, It's. it's, it's also. Uh, he's also a really good lad and he was delighted with his performance as was the manager but you've also uh, not mentioned that Ethan Varian scored for Wraith Rovers today. Um, in
0: the two one win over Aberdeen, so uh, you know that's that's pretty good going, isn't it? Oh yeah, I didn't know I didn't know about that one. To be yeah. honest, so oh, Varian he got, he's, he's in it on as well. What academy we're bringing through at the moment? It's, I know, yeah, it's fantastic. Oh, Why are we bothering buying players? They'll <laughs> just on. get the kids in. Come on, yeah, just get the kids in. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic, it? Yeah, if, if if you look at those,
1: if you look at Varian and um, you, you've got uh, Will Forrester, you've got. Coates, you've got Porter, Macari, Taylor, Goodwin. Um, every, I've not seen Tesco play, but everybody says what a good player Tesco is. Yeah, Forrest. Um, and and then uh, there's uh, Blondie and Broom, the keepers, and I have probably missed off a couple of a couple of others too. So uh, you know we've got some good youngsters. As I say, they won't all get through, but it's uh, betting it has been for a long time.
0: Yeah, it's It's been it's been an improvement. So there's no question of that. Right, I mean, it's great. It's great to see these of kids coming through. It really is because at the end of the day, if these work out, the worth... I mean, look at Nathan Collins. He's made his fifteen million. At the end of the day, with add-ons and could go, could be even more. And speaking of the transfer window, there's been heavy links that James McLean might be returning to Wigan or uh move to Bolton Wanderers. What do we reckon to that? Well, it's quite
1: clear. I mean, I asked the uh, my colonial. What was happening with him and he's clear his future away from Stoke and you know what I, I have no, no doubt that that's the right decision given that how he put playing for his country above playing for the football club not once but twice. He seems to love uh, to live within conflict. I, I personally don't care where he goes um, and I, I can't say that he hasn't always played with great passion when he's played for the football club but I think his time is over at Stokes, if you know, and just get him out of the building.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, to be honest, the move to Wigan would probably work out. I know Wigan fans are uh, not happy about the, the link at all.
1: Well, you know, he he, he actually put um, a quite, I think it was about four or £5,000 into the fund when they were trying to save the football club. So, the, the one thing about James McQueen that a lot of people don't know is he does a lot for charity and good causes. Good luck to him, but yes, ne- I didn't really want him to come to Stoke not because he wasn't a good player although I think he isn't a great player I think he's a a hard working player but it's the baggage it's the baggage he brings with him and we've got enough of it now so just let him go
0: yeah it is at his time Would would you class him as a success at Stoke though?
1: well I mean he was player of the season wasn't he? so you've got to say he had a successful one season at least
0: yeah yeah it's got it's for me it is time for him to go into at the end of the day. And it's is, it is the baggage, as soon as he arrived, the first uh, remembrance day it was absolute chaos again because yeah. he wouldn't and half all the time it's like, well, I, we understand he's got he's got his own feelings on things, which is completely up to him. It's his right to do whatever he does. But then when he starts doing like the turning round and, and these other things, he's clearly trying to trying to get attention on himself and, and cause up miver and mess and to be honest if we can get rid we get rid because if Michael O'Neill doesn't want him anymore so if he doesn't want him I don't want him that's how it works no, for me
1: and we'll probably end up paying him paying him off and uh, as we've done with other players and just goodbye just go
0: yeah <laughs> simple as that for me
1: but, but as you've said he's entitled with his own views politically and his own personal views he just doesn't seem to think before he says anything and it upsets a lot of people so I I
0: just feel for that reason it's best to move on. Yeah, I think sometimes it's not just that he he just doesn't care what people think. That, that's no,
1: no, probably, not.
0: and he certainly didn't care what the manager thought. No, no, that's what I mean. For me, it's just one of them players that you know will be remembered. But I think to be brutally honest, he will be remembered for the wrong reasons.
1: Yeah, um, probably. That's
0: what it's going to be. But the transfer window is still open, and. There's still talk about Liam Delap, which is starting to quieten now for a man who was apparently having a medical, and then four days later is still on a sign. So I think you might be right with Liam Delap. I don't think that's going to happen. Joe Garnett. I'm not 100% sure could that be a last minute. There is talk that there will be two. Well, might be two signings. Do you and there will be anyone else coming in.
1: I think they'll get one. I know he was very frustrated, Michael O'Neill, when he was saying that obviously everybody's after the same players. I, I, you know, I've seen interviews with Liam Delap when he's he's saying the right things that he's happy with whatever Man City do. But we need we need to to get in a holding midfielder. I don't care what anybody else says. We need to get to get in a holding midfielder because if Varanech is um, going to be out with a hamstring injury for two or three weeks, whatever. You've got him as, uh, he's the re, sort of the required quality, but we haven't got a holding midfielder. Um, Joe Allen, when he's playing well, he can be the, the running midfielder, right? Uh, we've already got a decent backup in, in Thompson, but we we're, I think we're short in midfield, and, and I also think we're short on the right side of the pitch if anything gets wrong with our fullback back there. So you'd like to think we get two in, but I just... Got
0: a feeling we'll only get one in, and I don't—I haven't got a clue who it will be. Well, where, so your preferred position would be holding midfielder, like me, then. Yeah, so, yeah. definitely. Yeah, and no, I think that's a position that's really got to be filled. It's got to be sorted out because it—it it also gives the two central midfielders or the three that, depending on what I was going to play, to, it gives them more license to break forward because you've got that support in the, in the midfield to sit back and hold out. And yeah. I, I just think that we've got to get that in. Because yes, it, especially against Birmingham, we were dropping deeper and deeper. Because obviously, there's a for me. There seems to be a lack of communication between the midfield and the back line, which is where the mistakes come in. And if you yeah. know, if, if he could come in at Gardner, or I know there's another bit of talk with Gail Brayford I think he's in Northern Irish, so there could be some kind of link, Michael O'Neill. Yeah, I I honestly have no idea, um, but
1: I'm sure that they'll work right up until the last minute to try and get in
0: the players that they need and let's be honest they've had a decent transfer window so far yeah it's been a fantastic transfer window when it closes we'll give it a score out of 10 yours will
1: be a 5
0: it's not going to be a 5 it might stroke <laughs> 6 we've got to see how it goes we'll see how it goes right so now we'll move on to Fleetwood what What were your opinions of the game?
1: I thought it was really disappointing that Chester managed to toe end the ball in the net in the last with the last kick but Stoke never looked troubled they always looked like they were going to win that game I thought for me the the thing that came out of it was a clinical finish again from Surridge, and I thought Adam Adam Porter was really good on his debut. I thought, you know, I, I thought it was a, a decent game, and everybody even Ince um, looked the part. And um, I think we're going to have Ince while we're talking about him because don't think anybody's come in for him. Um, and the nice thing about Ince, if we're going to speak about him, which I am. Is that he doesn't cause trouble So he came on, he played, he did his best He goes off And you don't see him causing trouble in the background When he isn't picked So um, from, from from the team's point of view I thought it was a comprehensive win A comfortable win uh, It was nice to see Davis on the pitch A uh, couple of uh, sloppy efforts at the back But they were never in trouble So I was quite happy with the results Did you go to that match Ian?
0: Uh, no I didn't, I was at work <laughs>
1: <laughs> <All>
0: right. <okay. laughs> it was why I didn't want to really talk a lot about it because I couldn't even get it on the radio. It wasn't allowed apparently. But um, yeah, I think it, it was a positive result. I mean, I was I was trying to keep in touch with it as much as I possibly could. But like I say, it's uh, it's a good result and we're through to the next round. But I did want to talk about Tom Hinch myself because when I was on my way home from where just before, I was putting on the you know the comments on Twitter and Facebook just to see what everyone thought about this and that and. Tom Hintz got absolutely slated, but he got the assist for the first goal. And I thought, yeah. I think at times, is it justified this having a go? It seems like to me at times, it seems like to me that people have made an opinion, now that's it. You know, it's like you can never change your mind.
1: Well, that's what most football fans do, and I, and I think um, a lot of people have got fed up of um, how he has a good player inside Tommins but he just hasn't come out for Stoke and I think most people just want him gone. Look I'd like him to go, Um, he's not my favourite player, Um, he didn't set the world alight at a couple of other clubs, if he had a done he wouldn't have come to Stoke Uh, but I do think you're right I think some people it's just uh, can't stand you now just go but he did did have the assist for the first goal and uh, I think it's the first goal and um, he was competent but then you would expect a player of his supposed ability to be competent against
0: Fleetwood. Yeah that's where I think we're gonna to have to use him because at the end of the day I don't think he's going to be going um, there might be a possibility he goes out in January obviously but he doesn't kick up a fuss which is why I'm not bothered. McLean won't gone but Tom Hentz he doesn't matter does it at the end of the day he's not going to go in you know, rip up the training gown or smash up cars to try and get out, or do Harry Kane and just not turn up? But to be honest, yeah. if Tommins did that, I don't think anyone would notice. But the the, the the thing is that he, I think there is a good player in Tommins. I think it's just that we we've had two managers since Gary Rowett that don't really like wingers, and he's yeah. I think he's just been a just been circumstance. But that really isn't Tomkins's fault. I agree with you. I'd like to see him go because I think because we don't play with wingers just get him gone see where he could go i was surprised Blackpool didn't sort of come in with a bit of an interest because he was really good for Blackpool in that spell there so, right. so I'm surprised they didn't go well we'll have him on loan for the season so because let's be honest Stoke could say yes as long yeah, as they no pay 10% or 5% of his wages they wouldn't be bothered yeah, to go no yeah you can have him which is a bit of a shame really but yeah. you know it's one of them but it was great to see Harry Suter come back and not just come back score a goal again he loves scoring goals do not he Arisute? yeah and if you get the ball in the right area um,
1: I think he'll score many more which is why I think Brantich is so uh, important because can he kick a dead ball and then you've got Ostergaard and your mate Wilmot who can um, <laughs> go up and score too <laughs>
0: oh I like a player, dude. it's the first time in five years I'm allowed to like a player, and that's it, He's my mate, <laughs> here's my mate anyway, the cracking player, there you go. Uh, yeah, uh, I think that somebody told me, and I'm not 100% sure, as never, his record's better than any striker that's played for Australia, somebody's told me this, and I'm not 100% sure, I was going to do the research, but then, you know, searching for Australian players was I couldn't name a striker apart from. Yeah, of and I think at this point we should
1: say why you didn't do the research
0: because uh, you went and got yourself some furniture. Yeah, I did. I
1: went buy some
0: furniture. back from a certain company. Yeah, hey, IKEA. I could say it to the podcast. To be honest, I like IKEA, but it's a day job into it, IKEA. It you, is.
1: Yes. Did yeah. you
0: have any meatballs while you were there? No, I had fish. I didn't right. trust the meatballs. They didn't look. They didn't look right to me then. Okay. And of, what did you purchase? Um. I, I purchased what I'm going to call Sam and Vokes. It's right. um, two massive display cases. Uh, uh, and is this for all
1: the trophies that Stoke are going to get this year?
0: Best ponytail in football? <laughs> <laughs> I think they could fit the ones we've got now in there, can't they? <laughs> 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 so have you got them all
1: assembled? I'm
0: digressing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It took three hours, but yeah, I've got them up. They're here. They're here. Right.
1: If anybody listening to this podcast sees a crash in a few minutes, you know we didn't
0: finish the last. Nothing missing. None of the screws or nuts. No, it's all fine. It's all sorted. Don't worry about it. Everything's fine. Sam votes are ready. Right.
1: So we can go. We
0: can not talk about a flat back three now. We can talk a flat. Anyway, do carry on. I've completely lost where I was now. Yeah. So right. So we'll go into obviously talking about Sam folks I know a lot of people have been talking about it on. On social media it's been a bit of a topic And I thought we'd bring it up Sam Vokes on I think his debut or his second appearance For Wickham scores a goal
1: Well yes and I'm very pleased For him because that must have been One of the several monkeys off his back um, And I hope he does well Because as I said to you the last time we spoke He was responsible for the winning goal Against Sheffield Wednesday Which I think turned our season round Apart from that it's His stay at Stoke City's not been memorable For me
0: no, um, no, it hasn't. And I wish him well. Yeah, no, I do. I think I wish him well. I think he was. He, to be honest, let's be honest. We did. He, he was useless. I, I can't. I can't say anything more. You know, he had opportunities. That miss against Leicester was enough to get rid of him at that point. But you know, it, it's one of them. He scored a goal for Wickham. He's dropped down to League One. And let's be honest, how old is he? Thirty, thirty-one. Which shows you what a downward trajectory his career is now in. But like I say to you, good luck to him. I hope he goes on and does well and maybe can prove to some Stoke fans that can't stand him, let's be honest, that he has got a career. Yeah. Right, so before we end, we'll go into something that I'm a part of this time, which is the supporters council and votes are now open aren't they apparently and tell everybody all about it
1: yes i'll tell you all about it um the supporters council elections are open um by the time you hear this you should have already found it on the web page of stokescityfc.com and you can vote for up to five people clearly ian would like um a vote off you i'm just hoping he is number five on that list because Bear in mind, that's the only score he tends to give out (laughs) for people. Uh, But listen, if you have got a spare vote for any of those uh, candidates, please, please vote, because um, whilst I've been on the council, I don't think, well, I know there's not been one person who hasn't wanted the best for the fans and the club, and it's um, a thankless task. So I'd quite like you to vote Ian on so that um, he can be part of the thankless task group and uh, can can bore us all to death with some of his reasons as to why he he gives players some scores. In in all honesty, if you could vote, whoever you're voting for, for the council elections, it would be great because um, obviously they're representing you and you should want the people that you like or know or think can help to to help the council. So if you can vote, please vote.
0: Yeah, everybody votes. I'm trying this time. If anyone can put any votes in for me, that would be much appreciated. I want to, obviously try and make as much change i've got a lot of things on my mind i want to bring forward obviously um fan zones big on my mind about bringing into i want to see some something to do with the history of the stoke city club i mean i was listening to a uh, i think it was some kind of podcast one of the other ones that you know they're popping up every now and again and somebody said they didn't know bob mccrory was and it just made me angry there's a lot of people who don't i was speaking to many people at work and there was a big, one out of six who Bob McCrory was, and it's like this man, but his entire career as a, pretty much as a player, as a manager, coach, into the, the football club.
1: Scotsman.
0: Yeah, and it a powerful Scotsman that was a good player, you know, I think his second all-time appearance record at the club, and, you know, I know he's also very much disliked for letting Stanley Matthews go, but that is history. And for me, I want to see more of it. So the reason I love Arsenal's ground, and I hate Arsenal. Everybody who knows me knows that I can't stand Arsenal. I hate them more than Vale. And the, the thing is, but when you go around their ground, you understand their history with just one loop round. Their players, their legacy, the trophies they've won, their legacy managers, Everything's around. everything you need to know about Arsenal is around their stadium. And even if we could do something in a cheap way, to even as cheap as possible or whatever, just just little notes or anything to make our history of this great football club. Because if we are a great football club. Fair enough, we haven't won the trophies, we haven't won anything of note, like, apart from the, obviously the great day of 72 when we won the League Cup. But we've got great players, we've got great industry at this football club. And it needs to be known, and it needs to be more known. I want kids to know who, who Jimmy Greenoff is in... in Frank Sewar and Neil Franklin, especially Neil Franklin. Our Stoke fans don't know Neil Franklin Then It's frightening to me. One of England's greatest ever centre-backs. And people in Stoke don't know who he is.
1: Well, you know, I'm going to stop you speaking then because um, if I just say to you that one of the biggest disappointments of my time on the council is that we had... Uh, it was actually Peter Smith, the Sentinel reporter's dad, who uh, did a lot of work on, on trying to get us uh, sorted with the museum. And I'm not going to say the club aren't interested, but the club have other priorities. And we tried and tried and tried and tried, And uh, the same as we've tried with the fan zone, and we'll continue to try. But one of the problems in the modern world is that um, a lot of people don't think football started till, till the Premier League started. And I'm like you. Um, I think that it's, it's appalling that people don't know who your Bob McGorry's were, who, who your Frank Sue We have the first player of Asian origin, Chinese origin, ever to play in English football, play for our club, right? My dad said that uh, the centre-half you've mentioned, Neil Franklin, was far better than Billy Wright. We know he went to Bogota for a year and it wrecked his England career. We got so many pe- so many bits of history. Penalties ar- arose because of a situation when Stoke City were playing where the ball was kicked out of the ground so uh, Stoke couldn't take a kick to, to score and whatever. So there's lots of things in, in, in football history that, that Stoke City should are very proud of. The first league offices of the Football League were in Stoke, right? There's loads of things we should be doing and, and, and I think everybody listening to this podcast We'll be a Stoke fan, we'll be proud of this club, and we'll want that to happen. So if you get on board the council, then I'll be backing you again, to, and I'm sure every fan will, to try and get that museum instigated.
0: Yeah, it needs to be done. I mean, at the end of the day, when you're at a club that wins trophies, you have to make your history that selling point to bring fans in. And I've seen many clubs, like there's a club, I think it's in, I think it's in Brazil, that has never won a trophy but it's one of the biggest followed ones because of their history. They had mining yeah. disasters and some great footballs began there. Yeah. And they yeah. completely marched it through to make it a selling point. And they got a complete massive fan base because of that yeah. history. And yeah. it, it's like, but everyone talks about issues. People can sit there about, nowadays people, when you you know, you know see two plastic United and Liverpool fans, all they talk about is the past. So it, yeah. it's it, for me, it's so passionate to me that I want it where everybody knows who Neil Franklin is, everybody knows who Stanley Matthews is, and obviously why he was the first football uh, football uh, Ballon d'Or winner, technically, he was, the f- he was the first legendary player, in my opinion, and that's why he's well-known, but Franklin would have been if it wasn't for him going abroad. He was, yeah, and we have
1: the greatest goalkeeper, no matter what anybody says. Yeah, We have the greatest goalkeeper ever to have played for England. Yeah. I would say one of the best, if not the best, one of the best two in the world. In Gordon Banks, we have a statue of Gordon Banks outside on the roundabout. I mean, we have the statue of Stan. There's two icons of football have played for our football club. And I hope everybody that's listening to the podcast tonight who hasn't voted now votes for you, Ian, just on the fact of the history of the club.
0: Yeah, it's got got to be, for me, it's, it's the most important thing of anything. If you don't know your history of a football club... There's no point to anything. same with the history of life and everything. You know, it's Correct. one of them things.
1: Well, just before we go, we're playing on Tuesday at Swansea.
0: Yeah. And um, my team would be the same
1: back, well, Bursic in goal. I'd have Ostergaard, Suter and Wilmot.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you're going to play Smith, I would think. Uh, Alan, I wouldn't play Klukas. I'd play Thompson. Uh, I'd play Powell. I'd bring D- Doughty in and i would play brown
0: and fletcher up front because i just don't think ranchich will be over his hamstring what about you uh, i'm going to say pretty much the same i'm going to have bejic in goal i'm going to have wilmot well super wilmot um super Harry,
1: ponytail,
0: Wilmot. <laughs> Harry it with Ostergaard as well uh, smith because he's the only player that can play there really so he's got to play right wing back um i'm going to go yes obviously with Dowerty Doug, on that side for me, even though I know he's going to play, I wouldn't play Joe Allen. I'd play Klukas with Thompson, in my opinion. Um, I'd play Powell just in front with Surridge and Brown up front. I want to okay. see them two together. I'd like right. the well, energy to go for that. You made one mistake there, where you put Surridge in instead of Fletcher. But um, uh, there no, you know. no, I'm sorry, but right. Surridge will score goals where Fletcher looks knackered after sixty minutes. Let's be honest.
1: Well, then we'll take him off after sixty and put Surridge on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well it sounds well, like a plot either way. We both
1: dropped
0: Timon and Klukas. Yeah, yeah. No, I put Klukas in, I dropped Alan. Oh that's
1: right,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's just my, my opinion. Mistakes. We 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 know we won't, but uh, that's just my opinion. I'd like to see Klukas with Thompson yeah. and just 'cause yeah. I've I just don't think alan's deserved his place to be honest, but but saying that, Klukas didn't like the f- world up did he? But that, that's what I'd go no. with. Right, Sue, so thanks for that, Andy. It's been another good this podcast.
1: it has been a great pleasure. It's been lovely to hear that you've got a new idol in your life.
0: Yeah, Will Wilmot. Um, everybody get him on the back of your shirts, please.
1: Yeah, and uh, I hope the display cabinet is full for the next time we speak.
0: Yeah, I hope so too. Thanks for that, Andy. It's been a good podcast
1: yeah
0: um, enjoy the game everybody yeah enjoy it everybody we've got a good game tuesday so if you enjoyed the podcast make sure you give us a like a share even give us a five star review if you're on itunes sorry we're also on spotify we're on every podcast platform you can think of just type in the podcast and you should find us we're also on facebook just again type in the podcast and join we're on instagram we're on twitter we're on everywhere you can find us but also We've got a Facebook page called The the Potters. Make sure you go on there. It's a quick question. Who's your favourite player? If it's a Stoke player, you'll get yourself on. So thanks for listening. ta All the best.